welcome to Apocalypse, Mr. Manheim. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. opening suitcases and everybody's like i don't understand how to play this game that's not true it's incredibly simple hey guys welcome to dark side's couch i'm mike this is james i'm shay um so yeah we're back on the couch here we're gonna be talking about uh well i'm gonna deal let, or no I'm, deal we're gonna be talking about deal or no deal for the next half hour uh i'm gonna toss this to shay to kind of explain what the hell happened in a minute but first i had two things i wanted to uh clear up from uh previous episodes going back a little bit but i finally went ahead and referenced it uh, Mike, you and I uh, were trying to figure out how Jay Garrick got his flash powers, and you were saying it was from you thought it was from the god Mercury, and yes. I was like, no, I think he got in a science accident, just like Barry Allen. I looked it up. We're both right. Uh, New Fifty Two, he got his powers from Mercury. Originally, he got his powers from a lab accident, and uh, is the lab accident took place while he was on a smoke break. <laughs> he was taking a smoke break, and he turned into the Flash. So well, whatever that says. What's that teach you, kids, about smoking? It'll give you godlike powers. Exactly. Yeah. Go out and buy some packs. I mean, that was those were the days. <laughs> go out to Indiana. And, actually, you can just go out of Cook County. Yeah, just just go to Indiana and leave me alone. I should feel bad, but also, like, if a kid is dumb enough to go smoke because he heard it on a podcast, especially a podcast that is about, uh, you know, comics... Then they, I mean, natural selection. Kids smoke for way dumber reasons than that. Yeah. 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 I don't care. Um, the other note I had. <laughs> kid, you deserve it. If you, if you genuinely did this. Kid, you earned it. You, you fucking earned, that, earned it. You earned that smoke. Uh, the other note I had was we were talking about Orson Welles for some reason when he got in a fight with Ernest Hemingway. Uh-huh. And I did I not? Went, did I make that up or was that no, real? No, no. You insisted it was real and you were right. It was real. And you actually, what's funny is, um, so basically Orson Welles had gone in to do the narration for a movie about the Spanish Civil War and the narration had been written by Hemingway and uh, Orson Welles didn't like Hemingway's dialogue. So uh, I guess Hemingway thought that Orson Welles was like a, uh, uh, this, this is a quote from Welles. I didn't say this, okay? I didn't say this. This is me quoting Welles. Uh, Since I had directed the Mercury Theater, which was a sort of avant-garde theater on Broadway, he, meaning Hemingway, thought I was some kind of faggot and said, you effeminate boys of the theater, what do you know about real war? So then uh, Orson Welles uh, retaliated, making effeminate gestures and said, Mr. Hemingway, how strong you are and how big you are. Then they each picked up a chair and beat each other with them while the movie was playing in the background. Here's where the one detail they got wrong. You said afterwards they probably toasted over some scotch. They did not. They toasted each other over whiskey. It was whiskey. (laughs) Scotch whiskey. But yeah, so pretty much that is how men would settle. It sounded like whiskey. a. But when I told you guys that, it sounds like a story I made up on the spot. It did. Sound it did. Really it did. You were it very insistent did. that it was true, so mm-hmm. I gave. I went ahead and I gave. Right, it. but I'm insistent about things I say being true when I'm really lying hard. I think you have the George who stands a thing where you you convinced yourself it was real, <laughs> and so it's not technically a lie. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of a lie, Shay, you told a pretty big lie about this. <laughs> so what we're doing here is from 1952, Journey into Mystery, issue number one. Uh, you want to explain what the hell's going on? So it's a journey into mystery. <laughs> yeah, what was it supposed to be? Was that, is that what we had planned, a journey into mystery? No. Okay. So I said I was going to find a noir comic. Mm-hmm. And I could not. All I could find in terms of noir was essentially 
current stuff written in the style. Lame. <laughs> so my brain went, okay, what's like noir? What might I still get out of this? And I thought, pulp, pulp comics. So I went down that path. Nope. All the pulp comics that are about detectives, or rather they call them magazines, because there's no pictures. It's just words. Yeah. So I got tricked several times in finding that. And then I realized that the pulp ones that show up that did actually work were horror comics. Mm -hmm. And so then I looked at a bunch of them and then I just went, fuck it, and picked Journey into Mystery out of all of them. Do the mic method. Just fuck it. Just pick something. No, I looked at stuff. I just... Yeah, I pretend to look at stuff too. <laughs> so, did Shut you the know? Fuck up, Mike. Did you know? Do you know what Journey in a Mystery is and uh, why it's like the, kind of the one thing it's known for? I know it because I thought it was a Marvel comic. It, it is. Well, Atlas became Marvel. So oh, this is published by yeah, Atlas. This is the comic book that introduced Thor, and that's and what such. I was going to say. Yeah. In issue eighty-three, it introduced Thor, and I did it basically know that. became the Thor comic book. Did, did Did you actually say we're going to find a book about Thor, and we thought you said a book about noir? Is that Yep. I'm trying to give you an out on this. <laughs> yep, Cause, cause that's exactly what you, I said. Maybe okay. you said you were going to do it while we did that Thor book, too. Maybe yeah. that's why you ended up picking this. Yeah. So oh. I looked for Thor, and <laughs> I decided, too easy. So I went back to the beginning for Journey into Mystery <laughs> number one. And I'll tell you something else, though. What's kind of interesting is uh, this is one of the few books, I don't think it's the first, but one of the few books not approved by the Comics Code. I thought Journey into Mystery and like Tales from the Crypt were the reason the Comics Code Authority was created. Um, no, it says something about the Comics Code in the far left. It was it was or largely was it? created because of the uh, Seduction of the Innocent book by uh, Frederick Wortham. Yeah. Let's see. Conforms to the whoa! It does say it conforms to the comics code, which is funny because my notes say it wasn't accepted uh, by the comics code until issue twenty three. Maybe they just put it on there and were like, "Yeah, who cares?" No, it was gonna check. Who the hell is gonna check? No, there's no internet. How would they know? All right, they're like, "Oh shit, did we agree to this?" (laughs) Maybe maybe there's no record. It's on there, so we must have. You know, as of like like less than a hundred years ago, we still didn't even have proper like records of people's birth yeah. like we have people that are like 80 years old and we can't find the record when they're born that's crazy my grandmother when uh we were trying to decipher what her age was we didn't know we had a she didn't know what year she was born per se so we, we just kinda, think, yeah we don't know how do you know i there's like a there's like a two-year kind of like give or take so either she was a, a hundred or maybe a hundred and four we don't we're not too sure did we just not care about documenting things until a few decades ago is that what happened so uh the cover of this comic book the guy there's like a guy yelling you're right because he's seen something yeah. horrific he looks like the guy who plays jerome in gotham yeah, oh, yeah. who is awesome by the way yeah cameron monahan yeah, yeah the guy from really uh shameless yep mm-hmm. wow yeah so we got a cover here where there's a lady who i'm assuming is a secretary because it's the 50s and no uh, she's the boss is she the boss lady that's why she's being attacked by ghostly yes. green so, hands so these ghostly green hands are floating and they're gonna choke her and some guys burst in uh, presumably her underlings, uh-huh. and uh, they see that their their plot to have they're, ghost hands strangle her, so the woman more, isn't in charge. They're they're more horrified to see her behind a desk <laughs> what? of importance. Who taught you how to write? There what? is an ashtray there too. Yeah, yeah, she's chainsawed from the stress of trying yeah. to work in a man's <laughs> she's world, trying to dismantle the patriarchy. You know, she just wants to be a flash. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, she can't because of green hands ready to murder her. So right. we've got a whole bunch of stories that we're going to whip through because they mostly suck. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the cover that I saw, and yeah. I went cool. And then this is this first story that I read, and like, I went, 
oh, fuck yeah, I'm making them read this book. I'm going to try and give credits here. They're kind of dicey, but this first story is called One Foot in the Grave. Uh, I don't know who wrote it. Uh, uh, pencil and ink by I a guy did. named Tony DePreta. <laughs> I wrote and drew yep. everything. <laughs> it's not something to be particularly proud of, but okay. Look at it. It's, it's well sort of like done. a Kirby knockoff. Like, it kind of looks like Kirby with the angular lines, but buddy, it ain't Kirby. It looks good. I so enjoyed you, the art in this. It's uh, fine. It's perfectly, yeah, it's, fine. it's perfectly serviceable, but it doesn't excite me. I'm not going to remember it. The best thing about this book was the how easy it was to get through. Yeah, this was a quickie. <laughs> Everything was short, and uh, yep. and I didn't get bored. Well, you just want to explain the plot of what's going on in this first story. Me or Shay? Shay. I guess either of you. Why don't you do it simultaneously? <laughs> so uh, I, I just now noticed as we're kind of reviewing this, it actually has a disclaimer at the bottom saying, like, all names and places in those stories are sure. fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidence. I mean, this was a good Here's plot. the plot of the first story. There's a man stealing bouquets of flowers off of people's graves, off mm-hmm. of freshly dug graves. Mm-hmm. So you know, fresh flowers, and then bringing them to a florist Mm -hmm. where the old man buys the flowers from the transients and then makes a profit off of them. So essentially he's double dipping. Flowers don't last that long. Which is why he's double dipping. So there's a couple, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I want to finish. Or did you want me to save the ending? Uh, yeah, go go ahead and give the review because then then we'll go back and we'll, we'll color in a couple details. Okay, so he does this, and of course everybody's an asshole. And then zombies show up and destroy him. Mm-hmm. And the zombies are the people that had their flower stolen. So a couple things here. Number one, uh, the best thing about reading these old comics is seeing these kind of brilliant schemes. That like remember when the Joker was like filming his own crimes to double dip. Uh-huh. I, I, there's so, so this is a pretty good scheme, but you don't, he hires hobos. You don't hire hobos who don't have cars, by the way, to go to the graveyards, grab these flowers. They're already going to be wilting. They don't last long, as no, Mike said. not at all. And now you've got hobos running across town because it says these, all of these cemeteries are in different parts of town. These hobos ran across town on foot holding flowers that were already wilting. Nobody noticed this. Yeah, trash flowers. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make any any kind of sense there. Um, it also reminds me of the Kids in the Hall sketch with like, uh, does anybody remember that where uh, they uh, they were hiring day laborers, but you had to buy steel-toed boots? Yes. So everybody went and bought steel-toed boots and then they took them to the job site and like blindfolded them, stole the boots and gave them back to the, the store clerk. Whenever I think of Kids in the Hall, that is the sketch that's I a think great, of. That's that a great sketch. The, I think that may have been the first one I've ever seen. I don't remember that one. It's a really good sketch. Oh, it's yeah. really classic. There's not a lot of like jokes. It's just a weird concept. I remember the guy, like, they're, like they're dropping weights on the shoes to make sure they're steel toes, and the guy has like bunny slippers. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Uh, and he's just like, yeah. And they're like, you sure? He's like, yeah, they're steel toes. Yeah. <laughs> gonna watch that later <laughs> oh okay. i should mention that the florist looks like quasimodo yeah then you know the florist does uh, is closing up shop and like this this vampire dude comes in to get the flowers and and then uh he leaves and then uh he leaves without paying and the florist is like wait a minute you left without paying and he goes and he chases he him down is the running down the street with his arms flailing screaming to get his money his 80 cents that he was gonna charge for these old fucking wilted hey flowers. back then Fifty dollars was a lot of money. But all that happens is he fall. He goes in the alley. He falls down, and then they leave. Like I really expected. I thought they were going to tear him to pieces. I thought they were going to string his body parts up. They were going to turn him into a flower somehow, something. And then it just ends. Well, my guess is they did leave a flower for him. 
Oh, oh yeah. so he's yeah. dead. One flower. They yeah. toss it to him like he, maybe yeah. he he scared himself to death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back then, people ate a lot of red meat, so mm-hmm. they uh, they had heart issues. Yeah, yeah he ran like twenty five feet yeah. and then just collapsed. Yeah. Also, the zombies that come and get their flowers, which again they're they're fresh, all look like they've been dead for a couple years. Yeah, yeah. These guys didn't live well. They no. had too many cigarettes. Yeah. No, no. Um, so that's the end of the first story. Here and you got then, here you have like a a, a written out story without yep. without pictures so, with no credit. Right? Edited by Stan Lee. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, that's what it says. It's, it's called Death Finds a Way. It's about uh, I can just yeah yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's about this dumb motherfucker that uh, has Luke's a Spandin. he has a shitty farm and the bank's about to take it, but then his neighbor uh, buys the the uh, the debt. Mm-hmm. And he forecloses and takes the the farmlings. He's better at being a farmer. And the guy's girl uh, uh, dumps him because he's a loser and goes with the guy who buys the property. And so this guy's like, I'm going to go to a witch and I'm going to uh, get a voodoo doll and I'm going to use it to murder my enemy. But instead of because normally when you have a voodoo doll, you're supposed to take personal items from the guy you're trying to kill, so then the voodoo doll works for that person. Nope, the guy just breaks into his own home yep. and takes his own items. Doesn't and, foresee how this might be an issue. And then lights the doll on fire where he burns to death. Yep. The end. Well, yeah, he the sweat on the doll ended up being the actual right. activating item. He thought it was a piece of clothing that he ripped off or something, but instead it was actually it his. Well, the, clo- the clothing t- was his, too. Was it, was it the clue? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. It was hers. He bought it for her, and then she gave it yes. to the new boyfriend, yes. and he took it back. It's not technically his. Which, that was pretty shitty, though. If, if somebody gives you uh, something as a gift, and then you give it to your new boyfriend, just to, this guy must have been a real piece of shit this. guy, this. well, he yeah. is a huge cuck. He's a big cuck, and he got what he had coming to him. And so he ties the yeah he ties his piece of clothing onto a voodoo doll, but his personal sweat makes the like makes the clothing fly off, and then he throws the voodoo doll in the fire, and then he burns because it's his sweat well, on his there. Problems are yep. over now. The yeah. end. Sweet release. <laughs> yeah, no more problems. So then we move on to a story called "The Clutching Hands," Which, written written by Carl Wesler and penciled by Cal Macy, both dead. I'm going to assume. Carl, Carl Weathers. Carl, ah, Carl Weathers. <laughs> about to say that uh here's where we see the cover of the book where uh there's ghost hands but, but not really yeah but not really it's, right. it's like a combination of a bunch of the stories yeah. um if there's a notable story in this book and i'm gonna say there is not uh it would be this one yes i agree so there's this dude and he's an author and he's a shitty author yeah, yeah. uh and it, what's weird is like he mentions that oh, i'm an author i've he's he's killing he's killing somebody to steal his book right Correct. uh and he's saying, like, dude, I, I can't make a living as a writer. It's never worked out. But he also says, my name is Ted Wayne. You've probably read my books. So I think he just has a really bad publishing deal. Well, we see him negotiate later on. I don't know. Those are coke eyes. Shitty negotiator. Coke eyes? <laughs> Those are, like, hardcore cocaine eyes. That's, that's yeah. what writers are big cokeheads. When was this made? Say. Yes, they 52. are. Absolutely. Uh, alcohol, cigarettes, and cocaine is the, the writer's cocktail. Speed. Mm-hmm. Just tons oh, yeah. of fucking yeah, speed. Yeah, yeah. Speed is great big fan so uh so yeah so this dude ted wayne he's a shitty writer who has no uh business acumen whatsoever so he kills this other dude to steal his screenplay uh but he's so shitty of a writer that he can't finish it manuscript yeah he takes i'm sorry he takes a manuscript he takes his manuscript and he's like well all i gotta do is put my name on it and finish it but he's so fucking bad at this that he can't even finish it himself well you can't finish someone else's story you absolutely can i mean you kind of can he even says like it's hard to write in the same style it's just difficult and so he's basically starving 
But he's got a really nice apartment. He talks about being hungry a lot. He yeah. does. Hey, look at those giant that windows. That is not a nice apartment, Mike. That those, just, those just means giant, you have a bad apartment. Look at those giant windows. He's got a lot of light. He probably yeah, has he lives a in an abandoned bread. factory. <laughs> he lives in like bed. an abandoned... He's squatting in like a factory that used to make buttons. Yeah, well, he's writing. <laughs> he's got like a leaky sink and everything like so that. So while he's asleep, some ghostly hands uh, finish the story, which is obviously yeah. the guy he murdered. Yeah, and he says, well, that's fine. And he's like, great, it's finished. I must have done it in my sleep. Yep. Makes perfect sense. So he's like negotiating with uh, the publisher, telling him like, hey, this book's awesome. Give me some... Give me a, uh, an, an advance. advance. And he's like, I'll give you 200 bucks. He's like, that's not enough. Fuck. <laughs> So some ghostly hands reach out and strangle the publisher. This yep. is great. Who's not a woman. Now, not a woman. We're going to go right. ahead and, and give away the result of it is that, you know, as Mike said, the hands are the guy he murdered. Uh-huh. So now the hands, I understand they're murdering the publisher to frame Ted Knight, uh-huh. but they also murdered an innocent man. Well, ghosts are people. I mean, he was an asshole. Yeah. And he was a writer was as well, so maybe publisher. he knew more. Maybe he had beef with him too. <laughs> well, that, uh, we could have used an extra page of story on this one. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. We it leads us to infer <laughs> he was beefing with his publisher. Life is good. Like it's good about st- the the written word is that it allows us to use our imagination to fill in some blanks. Like don't be a moron. Come up with your own. Plot. Yeah, it, it, it's it's the reader's fault. Right. If it you is. Can't, if you can't make sense of this, nothing. Like our conversation earlier about social justice and and people being mad about it. It's like it's the reader's fault. They're bigots. Yep. So uh, so the publisher dies and and this this little like cowardly dude runs in and he's like, what the hell's going on? You've killed this famous publisher guy and he was my friend. And so uh, Ted Knight's like, well, I'm just going to run away from this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts running and hiding. And, and the police come because the police are responding very quickly, I assume, because he's white. Yes. Everyone involved is white. So the police are on this case. And then it just becomes a Looney Tunes cartoon because as the police are looking for him, one of the hands comes up and taps him on the shoulder uh-huh. in order to get him to turn around. And uh, pushes Ted Knight towards the police. This is pretty It much does what... totally look like Ted Knight and Psycho. This is pretty much what I would do with Ghost Hands. I'll be honest. I just yeah. ruin people's plans. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd. Str- I'd like to. I'd like to think I wouldn't strangle anybody, but I might. I would uh, get a job at a casino as a novelty act, as a shuffling cards, but you can't see the person doing it. But that's kind of honest. That's what like, I would do. This is this is ratting out criminals and semi criminals. Well, I'm a good guy, and I'm, I'd be an excellent ghost. Well, if you if you had ghost hands, you'd... I wouldn't be an unemployed ghost. No, would, no, no. I would contribute would to the social security system. You yeah. pull your weight as a ghost. That's right. Um, and so anyway, so they finally catch Ted Knight, and uh, they're grilling him. Yeah. And uh, they're like, "Well, there's really no other explanation." And he's like, "No, there's a perfectly sound explanation. Ghost hands." Yeah, ghost and hands. Understandably, the police are saying, "Nah, that that's no good. I'm gonna leave this confession on a stool and just go have a nap." Oh, they do do that. Yeah, yeah they, they will. They, they will yeah. leave the confession for you to sign when you when you're desperate enough. But then the ghost signs it. But he's screaming, "Hey, check the guy's neck for fingerprints, and they won't be mine. They'll belong to the ghost hands." You know, he could have just like ripped up that that a confession as the ghost hand was writing. No, because like, as you can see, the ghost hand's it. taking it away. <laughs> well, yeah, but he had Swine a few seconds. Away. Like, what, like, the ghost hand brings it to him, right? And they have it. Yeah. Wouldn't they be concerned that he that they think he left his cell to deliver well, it? Well, that's what the dude says. He's like, I don't know how it got to my desk, but whatever. Oh, it does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Well, it's the 50s. Yeah. I don't care. Nobody's documenting anything. I mean, he's already shown he's not really the luckiest man in the world. No, he's not. They should have, the ghost hands should have folded into a paper airplane to avoid suspicion. Yeah, there yeah we- that would have been a good plan. Mm-hmm. You really got to think these things out if you're so, a pair of uh, disembodied ghost hands. Ghostly origami. 
So yeah, um, they're awful concerned about getting a record of that. Here in one of the panels, he looks like Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he does have a Bruce Campbell freak out moment. Yeah. Uh, Shay, so, do you know who Bruce Campbell is? I'm a very big fan yeah, of Bruce Campbell. Very okay. aware of Bruce Campbell. All right, I, I have know. a signed picture from him. Oh, really? I heard yeah. he's a jerk. No, he was incredibly nice. Aww. Well, when he's getting paid to be nice, of course. <laughs> like, he's not going to be a jerk to, like, just fans at a convention because that's, you know, that's that's his job. He's got to be in character as a nice guy. Okay. I, I still think it's very possible he's a jerk. I'm pretty bummed out they didn't renew Ash versus Evil Dead for another season. I loved that show. So now uh, we see it's his day of execution, which they're going to hang him, by the way. Yeah. That's, like, they used to hang people back then. Still. So, they used to in I think, the fifties. Yeah, yeah. They, dude, oh yeah. France still used the guillotine until far too late. Nineteen eighty well, something is when they stopped using the guillotine. How crazy is that? In what in France? Uh huh. Well, I'm, I don't need to know what's going on in France. I think they still Talking hang you. America. I think in America you they can, still hang you in certain. If you're a terrorist states. or something, maybe. But they there was I know not too long ago, at least within the past, like, I would say 30 years, somebody's died from the gas chamber. There may be somebody that died from firing squad because I think there's a state that still allows it. Well, some states say it's more humane than lethal injection. Um, It was legal up until 1972 when the Supreme Court found capital punishment to be in violation of the Eighth Amendment. All right, but they're bringing that back, though, federally. Is hanging still... That's what I was going to say. I mean, mean, uh, uh, the death penalty was was, uh, federally not allowed, but now the new... uh, What's his name? Justice person, whatever, he's bringing it back. Puppet? In California, inmates can pass on lethal injection in favor of hanging. Inmates can also still be hanged in New Hampshire and Washington. Yeah, they say uh, the the lethal injection, what it it does is it paralyzes you, but you still feel basically burning your entire body. So they don't think it's not humane. So okay, but it's more humane. You get shot in the heart because then you just die. I was about to ask, does it say if any of the states allow nah, squads? No, nah, I lost interest. I'll be honest. Halfway through reading that sentence, all right. Sorry, all right. Sorry. So the man's lined sorry. up with the noose on his neck after mm-hmm. he asks the lawyer to look for fingerprints, and the lawyer comes back, and it's like the wait. second before, and he's like, "No, no, no! Wait, 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 wait!" The governor says, "Don't do it because he's right. There was no fingerprints there." And instead, the hands are like, "Ha ha! Hold my beer! Fuck you, buddy!" <laughs> and pulls it, and then hangs the guy. Yeah, and then, hangs the guy. Yep. And they're all watching horror instead of cutting the rope. And yep. the police are thinking, "Well, we're gonna get fired." However, luckily it's the 50s. We don't keep records of birth dates or confession. We don't keep any of this shit. So they it's going to be pretty easy to cover this up. I mean, the guy just showed up. All they have to do is say that he showed up five minutes later. Yeah. You know, he didn't drop mm. far enough for his neck to just break instantly. Like, well, I think he's just kind of swinging. Yeah, he's swinging there. Strangling. Cut him down. You can, you can still save him. <laughs> what are we going to do in another 20 minutes? Oh this could really get serious. Oh, my God. He could still kind of breathe. Maybe it was the right kind of way to break his neck. I love how the ghost ends up looking like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, he makes his face known. At the, at this end, when he really he hits a big lever that says trap door release. Yep. And uh, and yeah, label yeah. it. What if you what if you don't know what it is and you accidentally hang someone? What a, what else could it possibly uh, be? The hanging lever. Uh, here, here we get part two of that story that I already. Yeah, that text story yeah, was split yeah. into two. And there's an image of uh, Vincent Price. Because if it were two pages of text back to back, kids would just riot. So we had to break that at up. At the end of the story, it says "Give plus." Which Give plus. I, I don't cannot know. Cannot figure out what I, that I'm is. I'm assuming that's a blood drive thing. Yeah. That's what I thought too. But then. You might want to explain that. Back in then, some everyone way. had herpes, though. Yeah, at the end of it, there's just it's a text story, and then at the end, for no reason, it just says "give," and then there's a plus logo. Mm-hmm. So, I, uh, give medical marijuana. Yeah. Back, well, in the 1950s, you'd be you'd be hanged for that. Well, back then, it that. wasn't illegal. 
In the 50s? I thought it wasn't. I don't think so. I don't think think marijuana was illegal in the 50s. Well, I already did one look up about the 50s. But Reefer Madness is great. It is. It's a hilarious, hilarious film. So next we have a story called Haunted. And I also don't know the writer of this, but it was edited by Stan Lee. So probably Stan Lee. Penciled and inked by Vic Carabata. Also probably dead. And this is a chilling journey into mystery because the other ones were fairly warm. Yep. I was a little scared to read this. Mm. At least Um, they warned you. We got a rickety old house. Yeah. Yeah. We have a uh, a rat eating uh, like a dog skull kind of skull yeah some yeah. sort of skull yeah. Yeah. and uh, so this this mysterious guy who looks kind of like Carmen San Diego yeah, huh? yeah. He, he comes in and he's wearing like a purple coat he looks like the Joker Carmen San Diego mm-hmm. and he's hiding now and he's just like he's like, oh he looks like a villain from Dick Tracy this will yeah. be perfect see uh, yeah and he's like I'll hide out nobody will find me nobody will find me and then of yeah. course a fucking realtor by the way it looks like it's fucking midnight right now but a realtor shows up with a couple and says essentially you guys are too poor to afford anything other than this so they're like oh okay we'll take it and the guy that's a dick tracy villain mumbles and uh decides no i'll scare them and comes Mm -hmm. out and and you just see them look at him and then just run away screaming and then you finally see him Uh, okay and he's scary (laughs) i guess we won't comment on any of that story (laughs) I'll comment on this, though. The realtor doesn't look like how a realtor would be today. Well, he's a night realtor. <laughs> they're, they're too they're too poor to afford the daytime realtor. Mm-hmm. Like he looks he looks like some kind of uh, carnival owner. Yeah, he looks like he's got a turtle shell under his coat that he's trying to keep people from seeing. Like I I will not buy a home from anyone other than a single mother. It looks like when he answers questions, he says yes. It's a haunted house. See, even the girls like it's spooky. They're like, yeah, well, it's because it's a shithole. <laughs> you remember when, uh, when uh, the Flanders, uh, when Marge Simpson shows the Flanders a house, and they're like, well, we don't really like this house, but we're gonna take it anyway because we hate to be driving here. That would be me. Like, I would just take the house because I would feel bad about wasting their time. Remind me to sell you my car. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna go become a real. I hate to make you drive fast. all the way out here and not buy a house. Like, what kind of jerk am I? It's not a successful industry anymore. No. After that, after that, that housing issue, people don't. I'm really gonna make look old. for a house for you, and it's gonna be so shitty. Oh, uh, uh, so uh, the the guy in the trench coat and hat, he. Uh, he manages to scare him away, and turns out he's a skeleton corpse person. Yes, and then he he's ble- the crypt keeper. And then he bleeds into the wall. Yeah, the last panel doesn't make any sense. No, just not at dissipates. all. It's like, if you could just dissipate into the walls, you could stay there with the couple. Yeah, yeah. you could have been their roommates. Yeah, you could have done a Beetlejuice thing. You could have watched him fuck. Yeah, I mean, he can't for- afford the rent. Like, what's he going to do? He's a skeleton man. Yeah, he can't do shit. Well, um, I mean, he can get a job. <laughs> don't know what he's going <laughs> to do. Pull himself up from his bootstraps, well, get a job. I don't... <laughs> These skeletons are always complaining. I always want the skeleton charity. Like there's plenty of there's plenty of trade work. There's plenty of trade work for a good hard working skeleton, but I don't have any organs, sir. Like so, I shouldn't be able to stand. This next story is called It Can't Miss. It is also <laughs> it not good. Definitely missed. This story missed hard. Uh, uh edited by Stan Lee. No writer credited. <laughs> Penciled and inked by a guy named J. Scott Pike, also dead, I'm going to assume. So this one's about this guy who's uh, some kind of grifter because he's got like a, a, yeah. a box with some cards and a gun. He's hanging out in like an abandoned subway. And uh, he's running and he sees a corpsely hand right mm-hmm. come up from the hole and he points his gun at it. But he, he then sees that the corpse looks just like him. Holy no, shit. It looks like... It really doesn't look like him that much. It looks enough no, like no, no. him to trick people. It looks like um, 
Jeffrey Coons, if somebody hit him in the head with a two by four. I don't know who Jeffrey yep. Coons is. The reanimator. Oh, he looks like uh, the, the guy. Who, oh, I mean, nobody oh. can see this, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, nobody, nobody, look it up. Look it up. Nobody yeah. is going to look looks this up. <laughs> or maybe somebody's like, oh, yeah, the reanimator. So his accomplice uh, is this uh, doughy man. And uh, he's, he, it turns out it, he murdered this lookalike. Yes. Uh, so that they could claim that uh, this, this obvious fugitive is, is the corpse. And then the fugitive can then take up the corpse's life. Okay. Now, this assistant is brilliant. He somehow found a man in the city mm-hmm. that looked just like his boss or his associate mm-hmm. and managed to kill him discreetly. Willing to do it, too. No questions asked. Like, I would have not associated with this person this to begin with. This is the most with. loyal henchman yeah. in the history of henchmen. So while uh, the henchman is digging the grave for this guy, uh, the, the, the man... Just as a favor, he's digging a grave. The man decides, you know what? I can't have this guy knowing what, what's going on, and so he murders him. Straight up yeah. cold yeah. in the fucking neck. Yep. Yep. Shoots so, him. And then the guy's mouth bleeds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how you die. So he blows the smoke from his gun. Because he's a lady. He's looking like, yeah, badass. Looking he is looking badass. Because he's a sexy lady. Quite menacing. And yep. uh, so he uh, then, of course, knows where the guy lives or where they, could, like, they don't really at some point because you gave him the address because you find out whose <laughs> life this is like and then it's like wait a second how do you know where like they find him well again his assistant like probably went to his house scoped him out like he's been working well there is no there is no house <laughs> like you find out later yeah, he, went to his, he went to his apartment or wherever he lives <laughs> you find wait. out where he lives well, it's like, wait a second. Hang on. How right. does he do this? So, so probably so his he, wallet. He goes to the other guy's house or whatever. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can follow. Because I'll be honest, I only read this once. And then some uh, two guys in fedoras come in to show off their hats. Yeah. And they're like, you got to come with us. You're speaking at this thing. And he's like, of course I am. He's like, yeah, sure. And he's trying to get out of it by saying, oh my stomach hurts. I don't want to do it. He goes, no, you'll feel yeah. better once we get there. And then they. Uh, he tries to escape, so he punches one of the guys in the face, but then they hit him with one of those leather... Yeah, those little, little leather little mallet leather, things. Yeah, those, those things. Those like bags, I don't know what those are called. The things that Homer Simpson kept getting hit at at <laughs> Which, NASA. That's like the last time anyone's used one of those. And uh, so it, it turns out that the, the guy whose life he stole is a mental patient? Yeah, they had to take him... So, Back. I, so I just don't understand is like, how does he have a driver's license with an address if he lives at the mental hospital well, and he escaped? I have to imagine that he was recently put in the mental hospital. How'd they find him? Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming the assistant found the guy before he was put in the mental hospital. And then at some point in his reconnaissance, he was put in the mental hospital. And that's why the assistant it had to act like now. looks like he's about to be molested by the yeah. other mental patients. Like, it doesn't seem like a safe place to be. It doesn't look like a place where the mentally well, ill are going to get treated. Yeah, well, it's a sanitarium. I mean, that's why Reagan had to close all of them. They weren't helping. That is not why Reagan biggest closed hero, down. <laughs> a biggest American hero of all time. That is not why he did that. Great man. No, he's a no, fantastic man. no, no. <laughs> I can't no, even say with a straight no, face. What's no. the song for Hulk Hogan? I am a real American. Fight for what's right for every man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. There's also a song on that record called Hulkamaniac in Heaven yep. about a, a dead fan, like a fan, like a, ch- a, a child who died. And he, he, he sung this song for him. But the gist of the song is the world's a sadder place because I have one fewer fan. So uh, <laughs> Hogan... Uh, before he was a professional wrestler, he was a professional bass player and a musician. I have seen him with a bass. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, that's what he did. That's oh, what he good did. dude. Before he became a 
racist. How does he get all that talent? He didn't necessarily have a lot, I suppose. Didn't he make a porn? Oh, he didn't make one. There was oh, uh, one. Oh, uh, hang on, Mike. <laughs> Let's stay tuned for next episode because don't think I haven't thought of this already. Thought of what? What the fuck? Everybody, just, just hang on till next episode. All right. There'll be plenty of time to talk about Hulk Hogan's sex tape. Okay. I don't know. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I guess. All right. All right. I guess we can, we can hold on. That, oh, can, that, sort of, that sort of makes sense. Yeah, All right. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay. We've got... <laughs> We've got one nobody more. believes that we understood it all. That that's uh, so one more called Ironhead. Uh, oh God! Noah written, no credited writer. Stanley's editor. I think Ironhead is a terrible Rob Zombie song too. Pen- penciled, inked, Pretty and lettered sure. by a guy named I Dick Ayers, Iron who is still Head. alive and kicking. No, Iron. Nice you're thinking of Iron Man. That's Black Sabbath. That was a, it was a joke. Oh, uh, not a good one. Good okay, one. <laughs> so Ironhead. Uh, there's this dude who likes to dig up grapes for fun. Uh-huh. And uh, he's pulling jewels and, and stuff off of, of necklaces of corpse and things so like that. You guys said that one story, the hands was your was your favorite. You no, no, no. Was your well, uh, was your relatively favorite? speaking, I like this one the best because the opening here really makes this guy out to be a, a serious menace to society. In like, four panels, we see that this guy's a monster. Yeah. In two pages, it sets up that it's a lie because he says in the first page that once he committed murder, and then the rest of the part is about him fucking killing people. Right. Well, yeah, no, he that's that's bringing up to speed to the time where he jumped on the Look ship. Look at that, though. He sneaks into someone's house yeah. and murders them. God, at, what a terrifying at the, person. At the, at the time that this story takes place, he had only committed one murder. Gotcha. Yeah. So now okay. he joins this ship because he's maybe running from the law they're, or whatever. Uh, yeah. They're, they're uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, when you're uh, scuba divers, not scuba well, divers. they're deep sea explorers. They're scavengers. Marine. Scavengers. Uh, they're uh, not scavengers. Treasure they're, hunters. Uh, treasure hunters, but there's a word for it. Uh, salvagers. They're deep sea salvagers. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're trying to find jewels from sunken ships from years past. Mm-hmm. And he's upset that, uh, despite the fact he is the one going underwater and grabbing the treasure, he is not getting a share of it, mm-hmm. which is bogus. The, they all get a share of. Well, I mean, you don't ship. know what these other people contributed. It might be somebody else's boat. He should get a fair cut. Well, that's how the, that's how boat, salvage you know? works. Like yeah. everyone involved gets a piece of it. That's like a, some weird law. This guy's a piece of shit. Well, yeah. he's also drawn. Once they kind of show a full body, uh, like an Umbrella Academy, the yeah, half he, monkey guy. Yeah. He does. He does. Yeah, look he's like got that. big monkey arms. And uh, so he sees. And so he sees. I'm going to get all the tiny treasure. Head. He does have a tiny head. I'm going to get all the treasure and I'm going to buy uh, blowing up the boat and then I'm going to swim to this nearby island. Did he have to blow up the boat? No, he, he did just not. have taken the treasure? He yep. could have just killed the people and threw them overboard and said they drowned. He well, could have done all kinds of things. He didn't have to kill them at all. He didn't. He just could have, take the treasure and leave. Could have just renegotiated too. I'm like, hey, I'm not going to scuba dive anymore if I don't get a piece of this. Yeah. There's a lot of things he could have done besides with this stupid, stupid plan. And then a he just of- sinks and walks from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, a lot of dumb things happen in the middle of the night. Yeah, so. like they, like that. Those tanks don't have that much air. Like no, you're not, you're so, not. So he's under there for, for like hours. Right. He's lucky the boat didn't fall on him and trap him underwater. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> so he makes it to the island, and yeah. uh, but the island is inhabited by dangerous tribespeople, and yep. but they see him as their god, Ironhead, mm-hmm. and uh, that's great and all, because then they won't murder him and consume yeah. him. But he can never take the helmet off. It's like Osimo in South Park. When yeah. do they say in here, and maybe I missed it, that they eat people? 
Um, it's implied that yeah, any any com- this is the, a bunch of white people writing comics in the 1950s. Anyone who wasn't white was a cannibal. I mean, they are, they're white. Mm, I no. mean, they look white. No, they're, they're gray. Their skin color is the exact same as the guys. They're they're ashen. ashen. No, it's not the same. Not same. at all. Oh, I'm colorblind. No, look, I'm not going to say this is appropriate. This is horribly inappropriate. Oh, this it's is very a, This is a racist caricature. I mean, they're going to... not cool. I mean, well, the, I'm assuming they eat people, because look how irrational they are. They're like, well, he's our god, but as soon as he's not, he's <laughs> fucking dead. And so they have people around him nonstop just attending to his dues. So apparently he plays the role of Ironhead for weeks, but he can still breathe. Why not he, weeks, days. Why doesn't he just Long tell enough? them, like, hey, guys, uh, I'm still a god, but this little door opens up. <laughs> Should have just said that. And then they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we're not going to question you." What happens kind of abruptly is he's about to die of, of you know, lack of oxygen, and then one of the tribesmen just has a hunch, and so he just walks up and cuts his head off and says, "See, he was a man, but what if he was wrong?" Well, I, you know, it's the biggest issue is that inside the suit is going to be full of his own poop and pee. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, and it's just festering he, inside him. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he suffocates. I think he. I think he dies essentially from the heat. He's been baking he, for four or five days. Well, uh, keep in mind all the poop inside <laughs> it. The suit is now probably boiling from the heat. In fact, yeah. I have a gross story about that. If nope. you guys want to hear it, I know I don't. You don't. All right. No, all right. Not at all. I want to hear about it after the show. All right. All right. I will say his poop is probably welded to his skin. Jesus Christ! Come on. It's yeah, at a cold night. First it boils. Mm-hmm. And then it's solidified. And then it's not coming off. I tell you what. It's I tell like you cement. what. How <laughs> about how about you guys get this out of your fucking system like children and uh, feel free and then I'll come back. All right. We're, no, you we're know, done. We're done. You really thought it. we that had our film talking about poop on that Supergirl Absolutely episode. Absolutely not. That just not a, not wet even. my whistle. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's... <laughs> but seriously, knock it the fuck off. So the, uh, the guy's dead. <laughs> they killed him and it's the end and that's probably the end of the book yeah yeah that's the end of the book all right so uh what do you guys <sighs> think of the book well are we still all gonna give a rating system or are we just i don't know you guys it? jumped on my train because my rating system once again will be zero stars <laughs> <laughs> shay what'd you think of this <laughs> this is real bad you picked it like uh, <laughs> like like a half a star to one star one star like we've read okay. we've read worse yeah, mike has picked yeah. out comics that okay. have been worse only mike so I, I, I this makes me feel. I thought you were gonna be mad at me because I thought you were gonna give this like a decent review. No, this and was terrible. The wor- No, here's the thing. We've we've definitely read worse books, but I don't know that any book we've read has had less of an impact on me. Like this book just passed through me, just like what what like corn, like ghostly just, hands, like corn. Yeah, it just um, it is exactly a comic book. Uh, I got to give it one out of five yawns. <sighs> That was a good yawn. That yeah, was, that a, was good a great yawn. yawn. Yeah, then no more yawns were needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, closing plugs. Uh, Facebook fan page is still up. Facebook.com/slash/SharkSidesCouch. But uh, everything's been migrated. Everything's been migrated, so you can find the show on uh, your favorite podcasting app. It's on. Uh, it's on Stitcher. It's on Apple Podcasts. If you want that for some crappy reason, it's on Google Play. It's on Spotify. Uh, it's all that kind of place. You can also go to darksides-couch.pinecast.co for the actual website. Uh, I'm going to leave the SoundCloud up for a while. Um, so that's still up at soundcloud.com slash darksidescouch. I'm going to take that down soon because SoundCloud sucks because I'm sick of getting spam 
about increasing my followers with these yeah. little like I'm sick of this. I always I'm get my s- hopes up when I get those little messages. SoundCloud like, is garbage. Oh, finally, someone wants to oh. let all the mumble rappers have SoundCloud. Oh. We're moving off to proper hosting. So so get off of that and uh, go find us on your favorite podcasting and, app. Uh, and Blogspot still exists. We'll still do that too. <laughs> it's unnecessary. It's archived at a different website. Ah, we'll keep archiving in lots of places. So if for some reason you want to go see an outdated shitty Blogspot, it's uh, darksidescouch.blogspot.com, but I'm not going to keep pimping that. Uh, <laughs> Mike, what are we doing next time? I actually don't know. Uh, Action Comics number 593. Uh, the issue uh, that we talked yeah. about a while ago yeah. where uh, Superman and Big Barda are tricked into making a <sighs> I thought it was, I thought it was going to be really funny and it ended up being just troubling. That's like what I, I love. Like I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy. The, I, I thought it was gonna be funny, and it's not funny. It's that's, not funny at all. That's what I look for in comic books. I actually had read this comic before. Oh yeah. And so, which might be the first time that that's happened. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll talk about all that next time. Anybody got anything else to add? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not diarrhea in your scuba Jesus diving suit. Fucking Christ. Maybe just renegotiate with your um your employer. See instead, ya. Instead. <laughs> Did you take the flowers at my mother's site? What? What? They wouldn't take the 50 at the flower store. Oh, How could you do man. that? Why? There's so yeah. many of them. I didn't know it was such so a big... So many of them? Is that such They're a not there to pick? Oh, my God. Don't you do that, LD? That's just I have never That's heard anything oh, How many flowers does she need? You took flowers from Marty's mother? Is that a graveyard? Well, not a graveyard. It's a roadside memorial. It's not such a... Come on.